You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Tombstones quake. Tombstones wing and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are to socialize. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleagues Gina and Sarah from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all safe and happy and healthy. And this is episode 556, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Today, sharing with you all the latest Disney rumors and news. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help. Email them today at info at your store, info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. Yes, and I promised Nick that we would say that you can hold a reservation for $200 that's totally refundable. So if you're trying to figure out if you should take that trip, please reach out to us. Uh, You get that money back. It's refundable if you do it within 30 days of your trip. And the things are filling up now that the parks are opening to bigger amounts of people. Actually, that 30 days has been switched. It's now 24 hours. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's not 30 days right now. I I don't even know if it's going to go back. It might keep it the way it is. That's pretty great if they do. Well, anyway, so contact us at yourstorytravel.com if you're interested because... Yeah, $200 deposit. Most people have extra $200 in savings or something that they can do right. to try to get your trip booked. Hold your date and then see if you want to take it or not. And That's even, right. even if you're even if the resort that you want is not available right now, it's best to go ahead and book a different resort. We can always flip it to the resort that you want when it is open. It's very important to get your reservations, especially for next year and now. Right. And the reason for that is because you want to make sure that you get your um, your parks booked because now you have to get the park reservations as well. So like like Gina said, you could get your um, your hotel, you could switch it later, but you want to make sure that you have those park days booked so that if Hollywood Studios fills up, you're in, you've got it. And I know for a fact that that happens quickly for Hollywood Studios. We yes, found that it out. does. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with, I thought some sad news, but I guess... Frozen Ever After has been open for a little while now. So uh, it is closing for a refurbishment starting in November, but it's just a short refurbishment, November 2nd to November 6th. And since it's so short, we're guessing that it's just the yearly refurb. Uh, Apparently there is a annual refurb that they have to do on all Disney water rides. I'm not sure if that's all water rides across the board, but I know that's what Disney's policy is. And so now that the parks have been open for three months, uh, we're probably going to start seeing some more refurbishments happening, uh, but we'll keep you posted as soon as we hear about any of those. I'm sure they have to flush out that water and stuff. I'm sure that water gets nasty. Gross. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I know. And anybody who's ever owned a boat before knows how much wear and tear water puts on. Absolutely. Anything. So I can only imagine something that is 
in water all, all the time long. Right. What kind of you know work it is done on green, it to keep it up gunk, to date? Yeah. Yep. Barnacles. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> um, so we have some magical news. The characters are returning to Chef Mickey's. This is so exciting. Yay! Mickey. Minnie, Pluto, and Goofy are coming back to the Contemporary Resort very soon. Of course, that restaurant has been reopened, um, and they've been doing and serving the buffet-style family meals, similar to what they do at Ohana, but they haven't had the characters up until December 16th. At December 16th, they are going to start having those characters visit again. Um, now, keep in mind, the characters are still gonna have to be socially distanced, just like at Garden Grill, Topolino's, um, Hollywood and Vine, and Cinderella's Royal Table. It's happening all over the socially distanced. Not the exact same character experience, but you can still get your pictures um, of those characters much closer than if they were just in like a cavalcade or something. So they also are going to be adding a few items to the family style meal. At breakfast, they will have Mickey pancakes with sprinkles and whipped cream. The loaded potato cheese casserole is going to also be at breakfast. That one sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to yes. have Goofy's banana bread French toast. And reservations will be available to start booking on Saturday, October 17th. That sounds like fun. Have you guys ever made French toast with the banana bread? I think my nieces and nephews would love that. No, because Andrew doesn't like bananas. I am not he a banana person. He loves French toast, but does not like bananas. I'm not now, a banana at person. Work, but... At the hospital, they make it with that apple cinnamon bread. Oh, yum. And it's really good. My youngest daughter had a banana for dessert last night instead of cookies. Wow. Hey, that's a good choice. Yes. So she likes I like bananas. bananas. Yeah, she loves bananas. As Vicky said, more construction. There have been construction walls up at the small world since the Magic Kingdom has reopened. It was it has brought many questions as to what is going on behind those walls. There are now bigger and taller wall coverings. The entire exterior of the small world ride and the ride itself is still running, but we are still wondering what is going on. If you have any ideas, we'd love to hear what you think. Ladies, what are your thoughts? Do you guys speculate anything? I think they're just working on the animatronics because the last time we were there, which was a year ago, some of the animatronics weren't working. But it says the ride's still working. I don't know. Do they have any electronic signs? Because that always... You know what I mean? Like, so they could change things out. Cause that's not, that small world sign has been the same way for a while, right? Or at least all the time. You mean the one on the inside that displays your names and the goodbyes or which one, no, what are you talking about? Like up top above before oh, you go uh, in. Okay. The one that tells you how, what the wait time is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about? I was wondering if they're doing something up there to make it spectacular or that they thought it looked really dumpy after they painted the castle. And they well, that's what I was getting ready to say, or they're like repainting it or something because it was kind of getting faded a little bit. Well, I mean, that's just gonna happen from the sun. Right, because that sun dro beats directly on it. Will be I mean, interesting. there's no way they're getting rid of that ride. So they're oh, no, 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 no. freshening it up somehow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. 
So more of the mini golf places will be reopening soon. We told you about the Fantasia Gardens and they, that they opened in July. Now Disney's Winter Summerland Mini Golf at Blizzard Beach is going to reopen on November 6th. Fantasia Gardens is going to close November 7th through January 31st for what we can only assume is a refurbishment. So we are glad to see more movement at Disney in hopes that this means Disney is starting to bounce back even more. I am a little sad though because I watched a whole thing on the Fantasia Gardens, a whole YouTube video, and I was pretty excited we could go to that when we were there in December. <laughs> and then I read this no, and I'm can't. like, ah! Oh no. You can go. It's not until November 7th. No, no, no. I mean, we're taking my mom in December and she was so sad oh. because we're not going to the parks. And so um, it will be closed while we're there then. But we're trying to think of other things, but I think she's going to love that trail of trees. So that'll be fun. You aren't going to the park in your December trip? No, because we're off we're off campus. We're off site. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and we didn't. I don't know. I'm still worried for her because she's got two autoimmune diseases, and yeah. I just um, she safe. she really wants to go back to church. We haven't even done that yet. We're still doing that virtually. And I mean, I know we go to school every day, but that's our job. I mean, it's not like got to like Brad doesn't right. go to work every day. He still works from here. So we'll see. The next cast members revealed in the 28,000 is the seasonal help. The seasonal cast members typically worked during the busier holiday seasons uh, when staffing had to be ramped up due to the heavy crowds filling in for assorted positions across the resort. So when the cast members began getting called back into work for the July theme park reopenings, most of the seasonal cast remained on furlough. Now they found out that the furlough cast members are receiving their official lay layoff notices. Unlike most part and full-time employees, seasonal cast members were sent an email in lieu of a phone call. That mm -hmm. is sad to me. Part-time yeah. and seasonal cast members are among the most impacted in this latest wave of mass layoffs, given that full-time and unionized cast members have greater seniority in most cases. Also impacted, this one made me sad, you guys, was the spirit of Aloha performers, not that the rest of them didn't. I better, re I better put that in there. I don't want anybody sending me hate mail. But the Spirit of Aloha, Aloha performers at the Spirit of Aloha dinner for the Polynesian. So I guess they're not even going to open it again for now, I guess. I, I mean, I, I can see it since the Polynesian is not going to open until It's just summer. sad. Yeah. You know, I, I really wonder, just in general, with all of these layoffs and with capacity increasing in the parks what is it what kind of effect is this going to have on your experience with all these people gone <laughs> right you know well and i understand why they're doing it i mean you've got to think that disneyland still being closed like it mm -hmm. is, is really hurting them big time oh yeah. yeah well i think though the amount of people in the park is less so they can't keep it staffed the way they used to because right. there's not that many people who are able to come just just for the whole social mm -hmm. distancing and limiting numbers of capacity and all that so i i don't think yeah. it will affect it too much i think it's sad for all of these you know 28,000 people that were laid off like that's that's horrible but i don't think that somebody's going to notice when they get to the park. I just was trying to think what these people would do. Cause if you've never been to that dinner, 
there is a flamethrower. How many flamethrower people are, do you know that somebody's trying to hire a flamethrower? Like he was really great at it, but who's going to hire him? Cause there's not really a circus anymore. There's, right. I'm just, that's the kind of thing I was thinking about when you've, when you're right. uh, skill you is to Vegas so fun. and get one of the shows there. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Thanks for thinking of the positive Gina. <laughs> so Speaking of those mass layoffs, two fan favorite productions at both Disneyland Park and Disneyland California Adventure are reportedly going dark due to the impact of the mass layoffs and the ongoing closure of the resort's theme parks. Performers were informed, again, via email. Well, real sad there. Good job, Disney. You can tell I'm sarcastic with that. <laughs> um, last week about the show closures, the Mickey and the Magical Map, and then Frozen Live at the Hyperion. Um, the attraction pages are still available on the Disneyland Resort website. However, it seems these pages have not been updated at all since the COVID-19 closure, and both Disneyland Park and Disneyland uh, Disney California Adventure remain um, shuttered due to the ongoing back and forth between state officials and Disney executives regarding reopening dates and guidelines. We have been just awaiting on Disneyland. And it's just, I mean, it's still in limbo. It's the craziest thing to think that they're still in limbo there at Disneyland. Well, it's just, and uh... they've proven that they can do it at a good, you know, rate. I mean, we have not heard of any cases coming no. from Disney World. I mean, they've, they've got everything together. It's it's just a bunch of crap. I think there probably were cases, but they're not going to tell. It's kind of like with us, we have to be quiet about, so there might be something on our grade level that somebody else doesn't know in our building and we're not supposed to tell. Mm. Well, I mean, what person, if you went to Disney World and you came home and you tested positive with COVID, are you going to call up Disney World and say, hi, hey, I was there, you know, three days ago and just wanted to let you know that I have COVID now? Well, I hope they would. You would hope. Because <laughs> they're going to have to do contact tape, contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Can they, that is that even possible at Disney World, though? Yeah, it's like, how do you even do that at Disney World? Like, I feel like Disney answers the phone and says, oh, okay, thanks for letting us know, but mm-hmm. that's about it. <laughs> It's like everyone who reserved a time in the park or a day in the park at Epcot on this day, you may have crossed paths with so-and-so. Yeah. That's when your magic band comes in handy because your magic band does know um, what rides you were on. I mean, you could kind of limit it, I guess, because I know that we uh, one time we did a whole episode on bathrooms and we wondered how they knew when they needed to be cleaned if you know, because there's hourly check-ins, but if they notice that a bathroom's extra dirty or something, or being used extra, they send custodians faster, or excuse me, cast members faster. So maybe. So, I, I just think that they are being so diligent with the, you have to be spaced six feet apart. And that's probably because when it comes back to contract tracing, as long as you are six feet apart and you haven't been next to somebody for more than 15 minutes, then you don't have to really report anyone Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of how disney is just like well i don't have to report it to anybody because you had to socially distance like we we made everybody stand far away from each other so we're all fine Mm -hmm. 
We shall mm-hmm. see. So some good news. Uh, more hours have been released at Disney World through December 26th at some of the parks. And they appear to be more like the normal Disney World hours that we know. At the Magic Kingdom, the park will be open November 22nd through the 28th. And the hours will be 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. November 29th through December 19th from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. At Epcot, the hours will be November 22nd through the 28th, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then Monday through Thursday in December, the hours will be 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the weekends in December, the hours will be 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Now we just need to get back fireworks. Yeah, it's getting back to it. So at Hollywood Studios, though, no park hour changes have been given at this time. The current Hollywood Studio hours are 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And this really surprises us because with Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Toy Story Land, we feel like many guests would be happy with more hours there and could definitely help with the crowds that we've been seeing. At, at the Animal Kingdom, November weekends and Thanksgiving Day, though, the hours will be 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. November 22nd to the 28th, hours will be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. December weekends through December 19th hours will be 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And December weekday hours will be 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So no news for Hollywood Studios. We'll see if that changes. It does just really surprise you. Like I feel like that's an interesting choice not to change. Right. Right. It's the most the others. I also think the closer we get to Christmas, they almost need to go back to those three um, boarding pass times that w- that they used to have because yeah, you kn- we know they're going to put more people in there. They've been given the go ahead, and as the longer we go with not a huge spread of a pandemic, then they're going to try to push it to the you know to a little bit more, a little bit more. I bet they will maybe open almost to complete capacity by Christmas first of the year. That I mean, will be interesting. Florida's already not under it. As long as they don't have any, you know, problems or cases or whatever, then it just scares me with Florida because there's so many senior citizens there. Yeah, I I see them opening up more after the holidays because I I wouldn't think they would want an onslaught of guests when like right there when flu season's starting to ramp up and. I don't know. In my mind, I see like beginning of the year for more people allowed, but we shall see. We haven't been I right still about much. Have been seeing a lot more bookings for Universal than Walt Disney World. You have or have not? I have. I think after last week is when we started hearing about more, or at least on my end, I started. People were talking about it. Someone asked me for my contact information. So I mean. That's good. And I have the magnets on my car, like Gina has the uh, sticker on the back of her car. So hopefully you can only do so much. So this week's social distancing stickers have been added to the Voyage of the Little Mermaid line at Hollywood Studios. Also, if you've not watched any YouTube videos, the poster is back up at Little Mermaid also. So they must have just taken it down to refresh it or something. So uh, this has been closed since March, but we're wondering if that means that it's going to reopen soon. 
Um, additionally, they added markers for Slinky Dog Dash, and they stretch all the way back to Animation court, Courtyard, which is right where you go into like the dance party for uh, Disney Dance Party for the little kids. And um, but this week, I know for a fact that they were using the Little Mermaid queue line for the Slinky Dog Dash. They mm-hmm. had wound the people up through Animation Courtyard and into the, the Little Mermaid line. And then it was kind of back to where the store is, which is not open right now. The Little Mermaid store that's right there or whatever princess store that is that's right outside the Little Mermaid show. Yeah, it is a Little Mermaid store. And so uh, the, uh, the wait for Slinky Dog Dash that day was an hour and five minutes. So hey, I... it's getting busy, people. Crazy. Getting back to normal. <laughs> and get rid of the social distancing. I mean, I get it right now. We need it. I understand that. But eventually, I think they're going to have to go back to normal. So Disney Vacation Club members can book through December 25th, and they can save 40% on rooms at Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. The stays are open most nights, October 4th through 10th, and then December 10th through 25th. So you could do a nice Christmas trip. This offer can be extended to family and friends of DVC members as long as the DVC member books on their behalf. So that's something that normally you couldn't do as a DVC member, but now you could book for somebody else and give them your 40% discount, which is pretty awesome. That's a good deal. That is a really good deal. Okay, so now on to Disneyland. The reopening guidelines have been pushed back. Not a shocker. Many Disney fans are frustrated with the lack of news about the Disneyland and California Adventure reopening. It looks like Governor Newsom was going to issue the theme park guidelines, but he asked park officials not to finalize reopening plans. Shortly after this was announced, Bob Iger stepped down from California's Economic Recovery Task Force. The initial guidelines were to let the parks open as long as they were at the least amount of cases at the time and only had 25% of the park in attendance. They were also going to limit the people coming to the park to the people within a 120 mile radius of that park. And how are they going to decide this? I I don't know how. Check their driver's license? That's (laughs) what I'm assuming. That seems so crazy to me. That's interesting. Still, 120 miles, 120 miles, especially in California, is not that much. I mean, look how big California is. I'm thinking this governor doesn't want to be reelected, reelected, because I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> All I can think is whenever we have a doctor's appointment or orthodontist, um, we have to answer the COVID questionnaire, and one of the questions is always, "Have you traveled?" out of state or have you traveled? I think the dentist, the orthodontist asked if we've traveled more than 30 miles or 50 miles from our house. And I'm saying, we don't go anywhere right now, but I've, you know, I always wonder what if I said yes, I mean. So capacity at Walt Disney World's theme parks has been increased and the near walk-on ride conditions that we were seeing during the summer are now long gone. So we touched on this a bit earlier. Part of Disney's phased reopening plan included the theme parks 
admitting more guests than in July. So now we're somewhere close to 50% of their usual capacity. That may sound like it is still a lot less than normal, but when you add the physical cue distancing, it can mean lines that sneak through the park and look more like what you would see on July 4th or a New Year's Eve. So yes, the parks are starting to feel busy again. Hmm. So said, that got snuck in, I think. We were all like guessing or predicting or whatever that we thought right. that they were letting more people in. But this was the one article that I found this week that said that. That said yeah, Disney never really came out and physically said that they had opened it. But I mean, with the amounts of crowds that were starting to gather, you could figure it out pretty easy. So they're smart and then we'll see. <laughs> We'll see what's going to happen. So the surface parking this week um, has been reinstalled at Disney Springs. They were only using a couple of the garages up until now. Um, and also we mentioned last week that Disney Springs weekend hours have been extended to 11 p.m. That may go more depending on how well that goes in the next couple weeks. Also at Hollywood Studios, Keystone Clothiers reopened as part of the phase reopening of retail stores. And that's um, a pretty cool store if you've never been in it. It has, I'm pretty sure this is the one that has the big screen that has a castle on it. And so even if you don't go to the park, you could take your picture with the castle in the background. And um, it's just a cool, cool store that has a lot of Disney stuff in it that you can find at World of Disney or in the parks. Neat. Um, so it looks like Disney plans to add another classic attraction to that list as they're reportedly developing a Space Mountain movie According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney has hired Joby Harold, who's currently writing and executive producing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney Plus to write the script for the new live action Space Mountain film. Harold will also produce the new film along with his partner and wife, Tori, uh, Tori Tunnel. Um, under their Safe House Pictures banner, they will be joined by Dan Lin and Jonathan Erich, who will also produce under their Ride Back banner, which was behind Disney's live-action Aladdin. Details on the film have not been shared at this time, but it is being described as a family adventure, and it's planned for a theatrical release. Hmm. I'm not sure about this one. I'll have to think about that and see more details as time goes on. I agree. I can't picture it like, okay, a space mountain film. Hmm. I know. It seems kind of odd. Just very broad. Leaves a lot for the mind to wonder about. The only thing I can think is like a live action kind of version of maybe like, I keep getting like miles from Tomorrowland in my head. <laughs> um, if any of you have ever seen that show before on Disney Channel, and I guess Disney Plus now but it's about this family and um, they have younger kids and they're in outer space and they work and live in outer space. And, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't know anything like that was happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting for Jungle Cruise to come out. Come on. Yes. Come on. Yeah, put it on Disney Plus already. I don't think they're done filming it yet, though. I think it's the problem. Still, I feel like they've been working on that movie for years and well, years. Well, I think when COVID hit, they had to stop working on it. 
I think they were almost completed. I can be wrong, so don't quote me on that. I'm gonna dig into that one. Not right I'm now. I'm just though. excited about that movie. I love The Rock, and I, and I, mean, I love Disney Cruise. Exactly. Right. Disney Jungle Cruise, I should say. Okay, so while we're on the subject of movies, Disney will premiere its next Pixar film, Soul, on Disney Plus this Christmas. Instead of releasing it theatrically in countries where Disney Plus is available. The film was originally scheduled to be released in theaters in November, but the coronavirus has disrupted these theaters, making Disney Plus a safer bet. Soul is the latest film that Disney has moved from its theatrical slate to Disney Plus, allowing allowing Artemis Fowl, Hamilton, and Mulan, which was debuted as a premier access title for an additional $30. Soul will not be a premier title, meaning it will be free to all Disney Plus subscribers. Wow. Fortunately for Disney, one business that is continuing to grow is Disney Plus. The streaming service has more than 60 million subscribers worldwide, a number that Disney was not expecting to see until approximately 2024. Whoa, that's awesome. So that's one we thing watch that- We a lot of Disney Plus. Oh yeah, we do. And I'm excited that it's free. You don't have to pay an extra fee to watch Soul. I, I watched an interview um, the other night with um, Jamie Foxx on, um, Oh, he was on one of the late shows and they were talking about it and it sounds really, really cool. Yeah. I saw a little trailer of it and it looked like a cute little movie for sure. Yeah. I'm surprised it's, it's free. I would have expected them to, to try and get something out of it. I bet they're hoping that more customers will sign on. And Christmas day is usually a down day for us anyway, um, because we usually do my husband's families on the day before Christmas. So, and then my family usually comes up sometime in between. So we usually just kind of hang out at home, have our own little Christmas with the kids. And then now we'll actually get to watch a movie. There you go. You know, when I was a kid though, I do remember going to the movie theaters with my mom and dad's on Christmas day. There's a lot of people that do that. The Ernest movies used to come out on Christmas day. So I used to work at a movie theater and Christmas and Thanksgiving were the two busiest days at the movie theaters. Yeah. My family used to do it growing up, but I, my husband's not a fan now, so it's not something we do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, as you know, an adult, I don't think we've ever, well, maybe once or twice, but nothing, not like we did every year when I was a kid. All right, are y'all ready for food? Glorious food. The pumpkin cream cheese muffin can now be found at the Harambe Fruit Market in Disney's Animal Kingdom. It is a pumpkin muffin with cream cheese icing in the middle and swirled on the top. Which sounds amazing. Yes. Next up is a pumpkin cheesecake brownie that can be found at Creature Comforts, also at Animal Kingdom. It has a brownie base topped with a creamy dome of pumpkin cheesecake. It is decorated with Disney fall sprinkles, a green dollop of icing to look like a stem, 
as well as two chocolate wafers for ears. That sounds adorable. Um, okay, Vicky, you've got to get some of these and take pictures of us and <laughs> report back to us. Let us know. I have to eat all these? We're going to be in big trouble. I can't go and do it. You have to do it for me. Also, I want to get you guys from Kentucky and North Carolina's opinion because we were on with Jessica and Margie did a couple weeks ago and they told us pumpkin and chocolate come to Texas and they'll show us how it's done. Do you guys usually eat those two flavors together? Because my oh, mind... Heck yes. Okay. Heck yes. Mm, I mean, there's like pumpkin pie and chocolate chest pie and pecan pie, but I, you don't... Okay, so my favorite cookie of all time is a pumpkin chip cookie. That it's is what they were saying. Yes. Chocolate chips, and it is the bomb. I'm telling you. <laughs> At the Contempo Cafe, they are selling a monster cupcake. It is a funfetti cupcake filled with candy bar custard topped with purple buttercream frosting, chocolate fondant, horns, eyes, and mouth. And it's super cute. But I'm pretty sure your teeth it sounds would be like purple. a purple people eater. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> cute. And then this one looked good to me, but I never heard of this place, and I kind of want to go visit it now. So a candy corn cupcake can be found at P&J Southern Takeout Country Fixins to go at Fort Wilderness. Um, it's a vanilla cupcake with buttercream frosting, Disney fall sprinkles, but it's filled with melted candy corn. Mm. It has a white chocolate disc with Chippendale dressed as bats on the front of it. Also at P&J's, they have a frightfully spooky strawberry shortcake push pop. And so from the bottom, it's a chocolate shortcake, macerated strawberries, purple whipped cream, more chocolate shortcake, more macerated strawberries, green whipped cream, and then Disney's fall sprinkles on the top. Now that sounds good. And I've never seen those before at Disney. Mm -mm. But apparently, she's, uh, the person that I was watching said that they're back. Push up. Um, what you call them? Push-up cakes or whatever it was. Push pops. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I always think of the orange sherbet. Like that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I think of too. This sounds a little fancier. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys are doing some food. I have some drinks for you. These sound amazing. Over at Abracadabra at Disney's Boardwalk Resort, you can get an Oogie Worm cocktail. It has Tito's homemade vodka, blue curacao, Midori, pineapple juice, and then one little gummy worm hanging off of the rim. So cute and delicious. At Martha's Vineyard Lounge at Disney's Beach Club Resort, they have a drink called the Wicked Spell Halloween Cocktail. It has Crown Royal and then a Piper Sour Apple Pucker and cranberry juice and luster dust, which is like an edible glitter. And then it's topped with a Poison apple glow cube. I'm gonna have to look up a picture of this. That sounds pretty cool. It is. I mean, it looked. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have it. And no, I'm not going to try all these drinks either. We'll just have to put it on our bucket list for next year. <laughs> so the ABC commissary reopened a, and debuted a new menu this week. They had things like the curry rice bowl with shrimp shrimp tacos, pork carnita tacos, a buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich, and mm. you can also get the frozen apple cider and a box of Bones Eclair dessert at ABC Commissary. Sounds so good. Yeah, buffalo chicken. That does sound good. 
Hollywood Studios restaurants have cut their hours, even with the opening of the ABC commissary. Pizza Rizzo and Ronto Roasters have cut back their hours. It makes dinner options pretty much confined to sit-down restaurants. Pizza Rizzo is now closing at 5 p.m. and Ronto Roasters is Galaxy's Edge is closing at 3 p.m. That does sound like some short hours. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do for food? They said it's pretty much limiting people to their sit-down. But what if you don't have have reservations for a sit-down? Well, you know that they have some of them where you can get on the app now. Oh, that's right. And you can order it. I forgot about that. I don't know if any of you have been to that Ronto Roasters, but it made me want to go. So it was like a flat. It was not a pita and it wasn't tortilla, but it was like in between or something, one of those. And then they wrapped it with this uh, pepper salsa kind of stuff. And then it had ham and an Italian sausage, I think, in it. And they wrapped it all in it. And it looked really tasty. Yeah, we wanted to try it in January so bad, but we were always so hungry. I mean, so full and not hungry that we were always, we just could never do it. But it's definitely something I want to try sometime. I don't know, but the shrimp tacos sound really good at the ABC commissary. Mm-hmm. I'm all about shrimp tacos. All right, are y'all ready for ice cream? Of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. All right, so over at Beaches and Cream at Disney's Beach Club Resort, there are big changes. Beaches and Cream is a little soda shop, and the cast members there have brand new costumes. The costumes are much more streamlined. It is white cotton polyester, pale blue pinstriped shirts with a pale blue bow tie. It is much simpler than the old rainbow seersucker outfits. The cast members pair it with gray pants or culottes. If you order the Beaches and Cream kitchen sink, you won't get all of the pomp and circumstance that you're used to getting. They usually have sirens going off, cast members yelling around the restaurant, but because of COVID, the cast members aren't allowed to yell. So they just bring the dessert to the table and that is all, but I'm sure it's impressive when they bring it to the table. (laughs) I wonder if since they can't do that there, if they can't do the volcano thing at, Rainforest Cafe, because whenever you order the brownie volcano, they always come out of the kitchen and yell volcano. Hmm. Oh, I bet they can't. Hmm. I thought it was crazy. The Waffles booth has opened at Epcot's Food and Wine Festival uh, this past Friday, and the menu has chocolate or berry-topped waffles with whipped cream, uh, Sin Brewery Black Widow Hard Cider, or bottled water. I thought it was interesting. Those are the three things that were on the sign to sell. These are the same waffles that we've seen at the Belgium booth in the past. So they weren't sure why they made a specific booth. It just said waffles, but Hmm. they're not in Belgium anymore. And then the lunching pad also reopened at the Magic Kingdom this week. This quick service restaurant is in Tomorrowland and serves up slushes, whole pork sandwiches, as well as the pepper jack filled uh, pretzel and cream cheese filled pretzels. This is the first quick service that has brought back the pepper jack filled pretzel since the reopening of the parks in July. So I know that's going to be a big hit because I know a lot of people, I don't care for either one of those. They're, I just want the standard pretzel myself, but I know they're a big seller. Oh, I would be all about a cream cheese and pepper jack filled pretzel. Yum. Mm-hmm. I just want the pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> and they have pulled, pulled pork nachos, pulled pork french fries. Oh, pulled pork nachos. Oh, 
Those things are the bomb. They're so good. Mm. If y'all ever want to talk pulled pork, you can talk to me. Whole hog pulled pork is North Carolina's specialty. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Coming over for dinner, Sarah. (laughs) At the Animal Kingdom, the Nomad Lounge has a secret menu item. The secret menu item is tacos that have crispy, sustainable fish, pico de gallo, pickled jalapenos, and radish slices. That is not right up my alley. Can I ask what a sustainable fish is? I know. I was like, what is sustainable fish? (laughs) I have no idea. Well, because it doesn't sound very healthy. Seriously, it all means it stays together. I, I actually, oh, the rest, I was going to say, I think that it means it is better. Like a sustainable fish is something that's better for you. I don't know. No, I think it's friendly for the environment. Right. Right. Oh, so they did it in, they made it in the little greenery over there. Farm raised instead. This is my guess. Farm raised instead of wild. <laughs> I don't know. I just all of those things together, like pickled radishes or no pickled jalapenos and radish slices. Like nope, nope, none of that sounded great to me. <laughs> but this one is for you, Gina. I know you like your churros. Halloween treats have arrived downtown Disney. We've got the pumpkin spice churro with cream cheese dipping sauce. Um, we have an adorable mini witch candied apple, pumpkin ravioli. That one's interesting. And then a pumpkin ale float. No, I, I've had pumpkin ravioli before. It's really good. It tastes like regular ravioli, but it's got just a little bit of a sweeter taste. Um, there's not much difference between, um, like, you know, marinara sauce and pumpkin sauce. Um, like here, like where I grew up, we have like, um, pumpkin burgers and it's basically a um, sloppy joe but instead of tomato sauce it's pumpkin sauce oh wow interesting now the pumpkin ravioli do they usually put powdered sugar on that is it like uh, the I'm fried from, we don't oh okay but um, think... they may do it there but like i said it's not really a dessert type thing it's, oh okay it's more of like a a good I don't know, like like an appetizer type thing. I guess and I was thinking say. it was the dessert. Okay, Mm-mm. but I'm also the friend, uh, Stephanie and I live in the land of toasted ravioli, which are amazing. Oh, but I love need, toasted ravioli. When you guys come here to visit, we will take you to get some. Okay, okay. I will remember July. You promise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bring bring your pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. That's right. <laughs> I'll make some and put them in my carry on. <laughs> so. Did you know that there's a Star Wars olive oil? What? Yes. yes. It is extra virgin olive oil straight from Skywalker Vineyard that is owned by George Lucas. They're selling it this year for Christmas gifts. So Margie, wow. you need to get some Star Wars <laughs> olive oil. <laughs> um, Disney, Mickey and Minnie Food and Wine Epcot Festival Magic Bands have arrived at Mouse Gears for $48. It has a picture of Mickey and Minnie as chefs on the side. I've seen the pictures of these. It looks too cute. I'm the going back to that Skywalker Vineyard. Where is Skywalker Vineyard? I'm assuming it's in California. 
I guess it's not safe for me to assume that, but. I, I don't know. Where's Margie when we need her? <laughs> doesn't that word, doesn't that word like George Lucas, you think he would live in California? I think but they, so. you know, they have all these different homes all over the world. True. Maybe it's in Italy. Who knows? The Bath Club shop has opened at Downtown Disney in Anaheim. It is now open inside of the Stage 17 building. And there's three Disney Spirit jerseys that have arrived. Disney has debuted Disney Design Christmas Face Masks, Disney Snack Masks, and a four-pack of National Geographic Masks. I've seen the snack masks. I want one. I actually, I don't want the National Geographic, but they're really cool looking. Are they? Yeah. It's just like got scenes of like ocean, kind of like what you see in Soren, only it's a National Geographic one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, like the mountains are in one and the oceans in another. And did you find anything, Miss Dara? No, the website wasn't working on my phone. Hmm. And oh, then it oh, didn't oh. pull up a location. So I'll have to get I back to that. that. Yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> So at the Tower of Terror, there is a new color revealing mug in the gift shop. Danielle Nicole has released the Evil Queen story, Cross Bag. You can pre-order these and they are expected to ship on October 26th. There is also a brand new Dooney and Burke animal print collection. It has Mickey silhouettes in zebra, leopard, tiger, giraffe, and more that includes um, wallets, totes, and crossbody bags, and even more. There are also two new limited edition glow-in-the-dark hitchhiking ghost pins. These sound cool. They can be found at the Memento Mori right outside the Haunted Mansion. There is also an annual pass exclusive pin with the hitchhiking ghost thumbing a ride, which is priced at $15.99. And the other pin is available to everyone for $29.99. Pays to be an annual pass holder at this point. Yes. <laughs> I just need to quit looking at the stuff that I can buy because you know you can get someone online and nope, not allowed. I really want that Halloween spirit jersey, but I do not have a... It's stupid. I mean, it's not cold enough here yet. Maybe next week, but then I only get to wear it like two times. It's just crazy, so... I would buy the Christmas one. The Christmas one looks so Yeah, cute. Kaylee got one last year. Yeah, I haven't seen the Christmas ones. I'm trying to stay strong and stay off the website <laughs> so thanks for joining us gina and sarah for our second week in a row that was fun and helping us bring all the news if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote contact us at yourstorytravel.com you can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki, Kaylee, and Joey do a show on Hocus Pocus, Dirt from the Past, and Hocus Pocus 2 in the future. You won't want to miss it. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel Monthly Newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us here at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com and Gina will make sure that you get a copy at the beginning of each month. 
As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Before we sign off, I want to thank Lee in California and Crystal in California and Andrew in Florida. And I cannot remember our friend's name in Alabama and he's going to write me hate mail. But we have some loyal listeners that write in and, and text us and let us know how things are going. And we really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. But girls, it is about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Thank you.